This is WCNY's The Capital Press Room, and we're joined in the studio by Tom Nardacci, the new CEO for the Regional Food Bank of Northeastern New York, which services about two dozen counties in the Empire State. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me. So for starters, I'm curious about the current demand for services like the Regional Food Bank of Northeastern New York. Can you talk about the need right now for organizations like yours that are working to combat food insecurity? Yeah, so um, the need is very high. And, you know, obviously we saw a large spike uh, during the pandemic. Um, We distribute annually about 50 million pounds of food throughout those counties. Um, Before the pandemic, we were distributing about 35 million pounds. So it was a huge increase in a short amount of time. Since the pandemic, uh, the need hasn't gone down. So we're still distributing the same levels of food that we were distributing during the pandemic. Against the backdrop of there's less government funding, there's less programmatic support for organizations like ours. And so that's something that we're trying to deal with and figure out, okay, how do we continue to have these levels of support for the need against um, you know, less funding. Are you seeing any localized spikes in demand due to where asylum seekers are being settled in parts of upstate New York? Yeah, so what we're doing right now is you know, we're assessing all of our counties. We're, going, we're doing a county-by-county county approach mm-hmm. to figure out where the, what we call the meal gap is. The meal gap, um, these are individuals who face food insecurity statewide is about 10%. So about 10% of people in New York State right now are food insecure. And so county by county, it fluctuates. So we have some counties that might be 8% and some that are 14%. And so we've, uh, we're, we're doing an approach with our, with our plan to look at the counties of greatest need and figure out how we meet that meal gap. So in Albany County and in Orange County, for example, the unmet meal gap is about a million meals. So we have to figure out a way to provide a million more meals. Now in Albany County, we're already providing four million meals in Albany County a year. So we gotta add a million more. So we're trying to figure out how do we do that? We're starting to talk to counties to see if counties can participate and help us a little more directly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having some good conversations, you know, so hopefully that's something that we can uh, get some local solutions to help. Um, as well as we've had a lot of support from New York State. New York State is very invested in the food bank system. There's 10 food banks in the state. Uh, We rely heavily on programs that New York State has and support from the legislature and the governor. And if people want to support the regional food bank, is the best way to go to regionalfoodbank.net and just click donate now and send some cash your way? Yeah, dollars matter. You know, for every dollar, we can provide four meals. And so that's our food bank math, right? Based on you know how we source food, how we collect food, um, the the prices that we can buy food at. Uh, so every dollar it's four meals. And so in Albany County, for example, you know if we can get two hundred fifty thousand dollars, we can meet that million meal gap. Mm. And so that's like a current focus: is how do we source another two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Albany County, and then do that county by county. To bring it back to another part of your question about asylum seekers, so we are seeing an, a spike in demand uh, in localities where you know migrants are are coming and being housed. And what's happening is whatever hotel that they're located in, the nearest food pantry is immediately being you know visited for food. Um, and so that's thousands of dollars a month 
that it costs that local food pantry. We supply the food pantries. So we're, we're supplying those meals. And right now we're meeting it and we're helping and we're part of it. But as more and more asylum seekers come to these upstate counties, um, eventually there's going to have to be a larger enterprise-wide solution. Uh, we want to be part of that, but it just can't fall in the charitable food system to figure it out. Well, I want to turn our discussion now to the Nourish New York program, an initiative launched during the pandemic, which in its most basic form is designed to ensure that surplus food from farms uh, ends up with hungry people. And it was made permanent at the end of 2021. There have been some criticisms of the state health department's role in administering the program. But at the same time, I've heard from people on the ground that they've got no issue with the administration of the initiative. What's your take on Nourish New York and its role in combating hunger? Yeah, it's a great question. So being new to the food bank, the f- as soon as I walked in the door, you know, I'm trying to figure out what are the things that work best? You know, what are the things that uh, need help? And one of the things I seized on right away is how brilliant of a program Nourish New York is and how beneficial it is for us. And, and to have the, that in place after the pandemic is a huge help. To my earlier point of the need hasn't gone down, resources have. Nourish New York is one of those programs that is super important to us and to all of the food pantries that we serve, which is a thou- we serve a thousand pantries, soup kitchens, and programs throughout our service territory. So, for example, you know, we're able to source product directly from New York farmers, right? So, a couple weeks ago, I did a volunteer uh, time at a local pantry in my hometown, Rensselaer. Um, three blocks where I grew up and two hours distribution and we gave out eggs and the eggs that we gave out I, we had just gotten them in two days before into our warehouse from a farm in Sullivan County so we buy those eggs directly from the farm and they go to our warehouse and then we distribute them to pantries so we had gotten those eggs off the farm two days earlier and they were in the food pantry they're eggs that are fresher than you and I can get in the store and they're in the charitable food system Chobani yogurt, we have a great relationship. We acquire yogurt from Chobani at a really great price. And same thing at that food bank, at the food pantry distribution, uh, we had cases and cases of Chobani. Um, we had just gotten in 60 pallets of Chobani yogurt. Uh, within like three weeks, those 60 pallets of yogurt will be out in the world in the pantry, in the pantry system. But we can't do that without this funding. Uh, so that's how that's how urgently important it is, and it's good for farmers. And set up during the pandemic to support farmers. You know, some farmers were plowing their fields; they were dumping milk. You know, they just didn't have a place to distribute it. But this program is is phenomenal, and and it's really great that the legislature and governor continued it after the pandemic, and something that we hope and think they'll continue in the budget. You said, you know, now it's permanent, mm-hmm. right? It's permanent. It's permanent. It could be in the New York State budget. Uh, but really like to see that program grow and um, and there's a huge impact. And we just need to do a better job, I think, in the charitable food system to educate people about what this program is actually doing and how it's actually benefiting these farmers as well as the pantries. Like that fo- that farm to food pantry model is it's phenomenal. Well, I want to talk about the potential for growth. But first, let me reintroduce you for listeners uh, just joining us. Uh, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room and we're speaking with Tom Nardacci, the CEO for the Regional Food Bank of Northeastern New York. When you think about the potential of the Nourish New York program, is the opportunity for growth simply a 
product of how much money gets invested in it? Or are there other elements that need to be changed, adjusted, tweaked in order to expand either the, the, the reach or just the, the scope of the program? Yeah, I think um, I think it's, you know, it always like more money's better, right? For sure. But I think it's also like, um, you know, conversations about how we might better operationalize. So, for example, our territory covers, we go from Plattsburgh to Rockland County. So, Canadian border down to just north of New York City. Um, I don't know if that's where upstate starts, by the way. <laughs> we won't make you weigh in on that today. We'll uh, save the hard questions for your second appearance. Yeah, because people I know in Rockland County I deal with might disagree with me. Yeah. So, I got to be PC on that. That's okay. Um, but an example of um, better oper- operationalization from our standpoint is we have a main distribution facility in Albany County. That's where we distribute most of our food from. Mm-hmm. But we also have a facility in Orange County. And um, that facility that we have operated out of is old and outdated. So we're building a new facility in Orange County. Um, it's under construction right now. We're going to open next summer. And so the challenges that we face operationally is that our facility that's been old and outdated, we can't source currently all the food we need in the lower Hudson Valley. So there's six counties that we serve from that facility. We distribute 20 million pounds of food in Ulster, Dutchess, Orange, Putnam, Rockland, um, Sullivan. But of those 20 million pounds, 12 million, million pounds, we have to ship from Latham. Okay. So in the future, future forward after we open, we'll be able to source all the food we need in the Hudson Valley from the Hudson Valley, right? And that's like very big for us to accomplish. And what that means is there's a lot of farmers in the Hudson Valley right now that we're not working with because we don't have capacity. So on our end, we have to do a better job to improve our operations and capacity so that we can expand this program, work with different farmers. So we just started a new relationship with an apple farmer that, uh, look, we could, our food bank could, could get all the apples that we need for our, for our territory, and we could ship apples across New England if we had enough um, space. So I was at a conference in Chicago a couple weeks ago talking to some other food bank CEOs from other states that don't have apples. They like New York apples. So first and foremost, we get apples in New York to use in New York, but then we could help export them to other charitable food organizations. Um, And that's just work we need to do operationally. Um, But certainly, you know, seeing a program like that grow uh, is important. The other thing I'll say, too, is it's not just that one program, but there's other things that we need to do to be innovative. And I think this is why uh, our board of directors hired me for this role, right? I'm a kind of a, a different different type of leader for this organization. You're a mover and a shaker. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. You're a hustler. <laughs> a little bit of hustle, but, you know, it's just I'm, I'm a goal-oriented person, and I've always, you know, and I understand how you know, politics operates, understand how business operates, so that intersection intersection of like business and politics is where I always had my career in the private sector. And I think um, bringing some of that, some of that innovation, some of that willingness to, you know, try new things, I think is important. And I think, for example, during a pandemic, um, you know, we had worked with restaurants, the food bank had worked with restaurants on programs to provide meals um, from restaurants. And it was a restaurant support program that I'd like to see us kind of rebrand that and maybe bring that back because there's a real need for prepared meals. Um, so especially when you're talking about like asylum seekers, 
we could work with local restaurants, we could work with BIPOC restaurants and have prepared meals that we could have in, 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 in our freezer that we can distribute out, uh, which would be a, a huge benefit. Now, other food banks have prepared meal operations. They partner with Meals on Wheels, for example. There's other food banks in our state that do that. We don't. So I'd like to find a way to work directly with restaurants to do that. And there's an economic development piece to it. There's a local business piece to it, but also there's a, you know, fill in the, um, you know, specific meal needs, especially culturally appropriate foods. You know, if we can work with, you know, different types of restaurants to make sure that we have those meals in our inventory. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. I want to thank our guest, Tom Nardacci, the new CEO of the Regional Food Bank of Northeastern New York for joining us. Tom, thanks so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Dave. And if listeners want to support the Regional Food Bank, they should go to regionalfoodbank.net and they should make a donation ASAP. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.